to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. you tuned in to the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show. Come on. Yeah. Coming at you today yeah. from Southern California, yeah. the San Fernando Valle. Yeah. And a very special guest. But first, on my right, my co-host and my partner okay, is Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, Southern California, yeah. elegant barbarian. And I am out in the heat again. Yeah, here we go. There's a new one for you. Yeah, I like that shit. What you know about the new Geronimo? Reservation rap. What do you know about reservation rap? Come on, I like that. Yeah. Man, and on sound, oh, certified audio professional engineer. I woke up this morning hard. Look, show. Introverts represented. You do That's not right. know what's coming from this dude, bro. No, you never week know. Week to week, you do not know where this head is at. You gotta keep you guessing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. You see what's up? Hey, introverts represented. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special show for you today. Super okay. special. We've had this podcast for about a year and a half. I mean, I don't even know if we should actually do this. It's so special that maybe these guys aren't ready for this. <laughs> Let's pack up and go home. All right. Thank and you very much. Uh, as we scaled out this show and as I originally wrote down people that I wanted to have on the show and shoot it over to, to my partners to see, this gentleman's name was on that list. These are people that have inspired me. These are friends of mine. And not for fucking 10 years or 20 years. I'm talking about since I was a teenager. 30 plus years. Yep. 35. Damn. And my boy, man, just a a beast, bro. He's just been a steady, consistent beast in the art world, creating apparel to fucking his own brands, to graffiti, to street art, to com- contemporary art. I mean, beyond, everything beyond. you can imagine, bro. This guy, right. we're going to get into it. I want to welcome to the show the infamous, the illustrious, the amazing, the talented, the super spontaneity. talented, the <laughs> Mr. Risk Rock to the show, yeah. Risky! Yeah. Yeah. Got him! Got him! Got him! Got him! Wait, here he comes. Look at that. He's juggling spray cans. Yep, yep, yep. Look, Look at that! that. These chicks are all showing their tits. Pull your fucking shirt down. What the this. fuck are they doing, man? He's juggling five spray cans. He just lit them on fire. Oh, his beard's on fire. Put that out. Hey, put that out. Hey, put that out. We need, him. we need you all right, bro. We need yeah. you to not catch on fire before the fucking. You can do that after the party. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My bad, my bad. <laughs> Kelly. Yo. God, what damn. Up, big dog. What up, big dog? What's uh, up, brother? 
Yeah. Welcome, man. Welcome to the thank Hard Luck Show. Thank and you. thank it's you for having us. Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming. Uh, this is amazing. I got to tell you guys, you just shit all over my show, man. Like, I do my little live stream. You guys came in, you got mics. I got, I can hear you. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> crazy, you know? Man. But, we, uh, what? I was just going to say, do we want to introduce uh, real quick? Because yes. we might hear from a gentleman who's sitting over on my right. We have we, a, yeah, Kelly has a does, friend here as well. Risk has a friend over here. Why don't we have Risk? I got a friend. Why don't yeah, Risk? He's got a few friends. Risk, do you want to give the illustrious introduction to this man that's sitting here with very good posture? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll probably fuck it up, so I'll let do Cy it. Tell, tell his story. Well, because there it is. That's who I am. Yeah. <laughs> this is Cy. Uh, is there cameras? Or, or no. no, no, no. Hold on, no hold cameras. On. Everybody. <laughs> All right, let's start. We hit, we hit a camera right up there. Don't look at it. Let's start it up. you don't see it. Listen, right. listen. Risk, yep. risk. Honestly, you go ahead and you do it. You just off the cuff, man. And if you fuck it up, great. We're gonna play it because very few people have ever gotten the great risk to talk them up and introduce them in a the podcast. So let's go. I'm gonna play a music. And right. You just Get go. Right Ready? All right, here we go. Three, two. Hey, three. Don't. <laughs> Three, two, two one. one, go. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is Sai, good friend of mine, uh, Jiu-Jitsu Vandal. Uh, what can I say about Sai, man? He's a graffiti writer, a fellow friend. I've known him for years. Yeah. He, he's actually a trainer. He trains like a lot of MMA guys. That so you guys, I'll let him tell you about that. But he's a good all-around dude. He's my 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 bad Jew brother. Yeah. And, uh, you know. He's a good dude, and I could still kick his ass slap boxing. But all right, welcome. Yeah, right on. What's in your gym? Yeah, uh, tenth planet jujitsu. Yeah, tenth planet jujitsu. Which one? Which one? West LA, the one on La Cienega and one there. Oh, bro. Oh, oh damn. From you. Dude, yeah. uh, grew up over there. Oh, Blue yeah. Eyes uh, does uh, Thai kickboxing. Are you guys yeah. gonna fight later? He he said he wanted to spar he you. He can throw with Kelly. I taught him how to throw a jab and a cross. Yeah. Are you gonna nice. fight? Are you gonna fight Risk later? Sure. He's Stop gonna boxing. fight Robert Standish too. <laughs> good times. Good times. <laughs> Very good. No, but don't laugh. Sean almost beat up a hobo. So don't. <laughs> it's a true story. Yep. True guy, the the homeless guy in the park looked at him wrong. He almost. Who else we got here? What up, Eddie? Hey, we got a whole crew Eddie coming. from Gorilla One. Eddie Donaldson, what's up, bro? Yo. This guy always makes appearances. What's up, bro? Yeah. Hey, that's Sean. All right, we got like a whole Side. crew yeah. coming through. Some people you so, train. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Talk about it. I train that guy. Train wait, wait, wait. The, the dude with the dread beard? Yeah, it's one of my star students. Is it? What's your name, sir? Third degree black belt. No, I don't. Okay. One love, Chumahan Bone, American Indian, my brother. Yeah. 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 Huh? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
the eye. I'm growing it for you too. You see yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all good. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. Enough blessing and continue the good work. Right on. I feel so good. <laughs> like you know, I'm I'm in my neighborhood. You are. Yeah, you, you, are. Home. you are. This is neighborhood. Cameras. Hey, who is the? Um, okay, so the listeners don't know. We've got a gentleman, a brother. Who now? Are you? Are you originally from Jamaica? It's a funny joke, isn't it? That's a funny one, huh? No, you see. Go ahead. When you say from Jamaica. Yeah, Jamaica. No, Jamaica. It's from my mother. Respect oh. to mommy. Yes. yes. You know yes. what I say? And I was go. born in Jamaica. Jamaica. Yeah. Born I love, I love hey man, the way you say it sounds good. My family sent me a sentence. Hey, yeah. Who your Who's your cousin? <laughs> Gang. God? Gang. We said, I Marley. My Marley. We said, I, I Marley. Yeah. We said, the king himself. Yeah. 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 No family, no one love, you know? Yeah, of course. I have a lot, as an American Indian, let me just tell you something straight, eye to eye. As an American Indian, I have a lot of respect for the people from Jamaica because it is an original culture, it is a strong culture, and it's a highly influential culture. For such, it's a, it's a little island, but so much of what's done in Jamaica and thought of Jamaica has shaped the culture of the world. Is that not true? Let me give you this. Do it. <laughs> I address. Yeah. Indian brothers from North and South America. Yeah. I address the Indians and tell them this. It's, it's already in record. Yeah. That they should adopt the way of life of Rasta and the original way. Right. Come off of the way that they're on right now. Right. To let go alcohol yes. with marijuana. Yes. You see what I'm saying? I do. You see... You're beautiful people. I told the Mexican brothers, you're all Indians. Mm. Mm. Is one. That's true. So I'm saying, Mexico as a nation must accept the other nation. Mm. That's where the strain is. Mm. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah. I have, uh, I have Indian chief spend time at my house. Of course. And I, I wish he could share with you. I have CD when I address, and they'll call me again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whenever they choose to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> you see, my teaching from my parents and Rasta, you know, is that it's in prophecy that they're going to have this again. Right. So it was in the beginning, so shall it be. Right. Understand? Yes. If the fig tree is fig tree. Mm. So eventually, Africa gonna be for Africans. Anybody from white, Indian, Chinese can visit Africa, but China is for Chinese. Mm. You see what I mean? Yes. Yet we share the planet Earth because what I preach is one love, one sun, one moon, one Earth, yeah, one Celestia, one Rastafari, one, one. One, wake up and smell the black coffee, yeah. Wake up and smoke the Kali. Wizzy, 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 get wise, 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 yeah. Yeah, this is all I say. One planet Earth, one universe. Let's love. 
one another. Yeah. Let's build a better world. Set up thinking tank to make planet Earth better. And that's what I that's why I didn't know this. I didn't Thank you. There it is. Thank you. Well, all right. So all thank right, you, Risk. I think that was all we needed to hear. All right. Yeah. We're going to pack yeah. up and yeah, leave now. Go. <laughs> Thanks, Risk. That was great. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you, man. You never um, know what's going to happen over at Risk's it. shop. Nailed right? it. Nailed it. <laughs> I think me and, me and um, Cy, or when, when I was, uh, when Risky, when you were getting ready to go to, the, you were taking care of some business. Before we started the show, Cy, yep. we were talking for a minute, and he, we said, he goes, ah, I think I knew Sal before I knew risk and then i was like well i certainly knew marcel yeah. uh prior to knowing risk that's how i met risky was can we talk marcel. about this can we talk about this oh we're gonna talk about it right oh, yeah. i'm going right into this oh story. yeah so <laughs> okay so back up for one second as you guys remember we had marcel sell yes. wca the beer Sla- nuts yeah. marcel on the show. very dear friend yeah. and, love that guy and i can speak for everybody at the table man i mean i have an imp I love that guy. You know, right, right. he's a special, special soul. Man. Beer nuts. Beer, beer nuts. nuts. There it is. Dog. Beer nuts. And uh, the only name. alcoholic that right. I was able to ever meet that ever put it away and just went on with his life. And he, we, we, we were together, and he got kicked out of his schools and out of his district yeah. uh, for graffiti. I got kicked out of my schools and my district for a bunch of other shit. And well, we well, came well, together. What did you kicked out for? Yeah, it was selling weed. They cracked me some narc officer busted me selling weed. (laughs) Anyways, we had kicked out. We both end up in a Chevy Hills uh, continuation, which is Hamilton High's continuation, and we become friends. Now, Marcel is this graffiti artist, and he's doing some of this, but he has this huge history in punk rock. He's a bass player, and he's doing all the punk flyers, and we become very good friends. Right. And we are in Hollywood one night. And I'm telling you right now, I was in the, I was in 12th grade. Yeah. So I think I was about 17. We're in Hollywood. Uh, Me, a bunch of beer nuts. We're all, <laughs> some fucking place is having some kind of fucking show and whatever. And we're in there. And I get introduced to, to Risk, but just like anybody else, through Kelly. I mean, through uh, uh, Cell. Was he Risk? Hey, Where, Risk. Hey, wait, was he Risk? Kelly Risky. Yeah. Kelly, Kelly Risky. Risky. That yeah. was the handle. That was the handle. All Kelly right. Risky. Yeah. And, and Kelly Risky kind of had just gotten into L.A. Yeah. From? Uh, I think I was coming from New Orleans. Uh, wait, I, yeah. You were, you were from Louisiana originally, yeah, so, right? Well, I, I skipped all around. So my mom, uh, this sounds worse than it is. It wasn't a big deal. She tried to kill me, and I was a ward of state. And then my dad sounds took great. me. Okay. Whoa. 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 I love it. Right I just love the way Riz set that up. He's like, no, this is going to sound worse than it really is. My mother pulled me from a spider hole and then I was condemned by the. I didn't even know what happened. You know, she's got issues. You know, she was. Was it postpartum? Uh, was she, it? She's uh, listen. My mom has. Uh, I love you, mom. Uh, we love you. We love you. But she had some issues. So I think you know she had a rough time and whatever. And she was gonna. I think it was like a thing. She was gonna kill me, kill my dad, kill herself, or something. Sure. Right, right. And my grandfather came and picked me up, and I didn't even know what happened. Right? I was like, he's like, come on, we're going to my house. I'm like, cool, let's go. And then I found out later what happened. I was like, oh wow, that's crazy. And then uh, I had to go visit my dad. My dad was a you know he's a drug dealer, became money launderer, became commodity investor uh a pretty you know my dad lucky i only uh, met your dad on, 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 i only met your dad before one time i met him yeah 
And he was, but, but he's a cool cat. He, he looked like he, I mean, I just remember looking at him and knowing yeah. his dude does some things, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, I go to visit my dad. Are we going here? Is this, where, is this all right? Yeah. So I go to visit my dad uh, with my mom, and we land in Reno, right? And uh, my dad lives in Lake Tahoe at the time. And I land, and I've never seen snow in my life. And I'm like, oh shit, snow. Mom's like, you like that? I'm like, yeah, it's cool. She goes, good, because this is where you live. My dad's a big dude. He walks up and he goes, what's up, boy? I'm like, what? He's like, you think you're a badass? I'm like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. He's oh, like, shit. he just grabbed me by the ear. He's like, come on. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck just happened? So I go to Lake Tahoe, and it was a fucking uh, changing, a life-changing experience for me. It was great. Uh, and my dad's like, you don't like to go to school, and you like to fight. I'm like, uh, whatever. So mm-hmm. he hired a teacher to live with us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, shit. Yeah. We'll bring and, school to you. Yeah, and he was, he, listen, my dad was like, uh, whatever you want to say about my dad, whatever, but he, he always gave me the best school district. He was on the run. So I went to a different school until uni high, until mm-hmm. we met. Every half year, I, I switched schools. But when he was on a run, he'd go to the best school districts. And mm-hmm. he all, all, all he wanted me to graduate from USC. That was his goal. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, am I getting lost? What are we? No. no, no dude, don't no, even. No, no, just, no. We're like listening to the story. Because, so, okay, so look it. Where are you at right now? Where, what part of the country? Lake California. Lake Tahoe. Oh, Lake Tahoe. So hold on Lake Tahoe. Yes. Hold on Lake Tahoe because we're going to go back to Lake Tahoe right now. I meet this guy. Yeah. With Marcel. Yeah. A few bear nuts at this party. Bear nuts. Shake us down like anybody else. Didn't really ask any questions. I was meeting people. Next thing I know is Cell grabs me by like the show. He's like, hey, my boy's about to get down outside and we got to go have his back. <laughs> and I guess this other dude that out that that outweighed <laughs> Kelly by about 40 pounds right. and probably three or four inches. And I'm not just saying that. This is true. He's coming down and he has his buddies. With him, right? Yeah. Got like five or six buddies with him. Right. We're like outnumbered. We, we outnumbered him, right? But right. we have more. But we're going to make sure if he really wants that, he's going to get to get down one-on-one with this dude. And nobody else is going to get in. Yeah. A fair fight. Fair fight. Got it. These dudes get into this shit, bro. And it's like a 45-minute street fight. Like they're breaking and breathing yeah. and, ah, and wiping the face <laughs> off, taking the shirt. Okay, going back at it. Right? Yeah. Like, right? The, yeah. like the chicken and the dad from oh, Family bro, Guy. It's one of them good ones, dude. And everybody's in the street. Everybody's hoping. I'm hoping somebody takes off or does something <laughs> stupid, right? We're all fucking scrapping. Wait, 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 and these dudes are fighting down the street in the trash. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's, like, it's like fucking, um, it's like uh, the Godfather. When, when Sonny fucking goes and beats dude down the street with the trash cans, that's how it was going down, dude. <laughs> Was like, go fuck How many blocks did they cover? fucking busted up, dude. In the middle of it, yeah. Kelly's busted the fuck <laughs> up. So what's the other guy? But Kelly, Kelly is ain't done. And this dude's like breathing like, he's like, what am I going to do with this? We're going to shoot this guy. And Kelly's not giving up, bro. And they're just fighting, fighting, fighting. And finally, the dude just fucking just took enough, dude. And he was just like, nah, I hit him want. with the bottle. The, I is broke, that what happened? Dude, it was poetic, bro. I hit the bottle on the wall, like, pshh. I hit him like this. I said, commit. And I pulled down. And Power, the dude I was fighting for, put him in the car and goes, he's got to go to the hospital. He's going to die. I said, let the motherfucker die. Fuck him. He probably <laughs> saved me a fucking murder charge. But Power took him to the hospital. I'm like, oh, you're a bitch. So I just fought for you. Right. And he took the dude to the hospital. Took, yeah. But man, all I know, dude, is it was it, it was a crazy night, bro. And Listen, but what I'm trying to get to, because it's a great, it's a great story. But the issue is, is like, first of all, what was the fight about? Okay. 
Uh, <laughs> is that not? Here yeah. we go. Not a, okay, so what it is is um. <laughs> that's my introduction. That's right, how I meet this I, dude. Okay, right. And I'm like, right, right away. So then, that's but, everybody you like meet. That, but then Marcel's telling me after after this whole incident, he's like, yeah. for some reason, I don't know why they had it. Like, you, Kelly came from like a Boston or something, and it yeah. was this Irish. But he's like telling me about him. <laughs> now he's out here. He's a badass writer. Da, da, da. So I get to kind of hear a little bit more about who this guy is. But inside my heart. I just kind of see him prove himself. And to me, I'm a hard guy. He gained my respect. And I was like, you know what, man? That motherfucker ain't no punk either. You know what? And I was like, <laughs> and that got proven down the line a few other times. And like, but I, he gained like a, I was like, man, this motherfucker, like, I don't see dudes like that all the time with that homage heart. Right. And so anytime after that, we kind of just, Sean, you know. Sean, we've met a lot of artists through Steve, right? Yeah. And like. How many of them are ones where the story is that there was a fight that Steve witnessed between the artist and somebody else? And then Steve was like, and you know what? Like, after he Mad kicked respect. that dude in the fucking nipples, I was like, I like that guy. It's not that again. And you know what? After Risk broke that bottle and gouged that dude's eyes out, I was like, you know what? I have a lot that of That guy could be a friend of mine. That's you know what? I can hang out with When that he dude. said, fuck him, let him die, I was like, yeah, that's a solid dude right there. I was like, you know what? That's the guy with principles. You know what I mean? Fuck you guys are shit. stupid, bro. All right. So, so wait, anyway. what was the fight about? Uh, it was graffiti, man. I don't know. It, graffiti you know, someone, fight. Someone went over somebody. He didn't go over me because I would have killed him. Right. He went over my boy that's in my crew, and I said, "You get check this motherfucker." So he goes up and checks him, and, and the guy he comes like, "Oh, he said it was a joke." I go, "Oh, am I a joke?" He's like, <laughs> I go, "You're my crew, motherfucker. Am I a joke?" I go, "I'll handle this. Just step back." Like, I you know. love that. Yeah. I love that. And then you the had guy. To show him what but it meant. No, but so then when you demonstrated and modeled leadership behavior by kicking that dude's ass, then the dude was like, "Well, I'm gonna take the guy that you just beat up to the hospital." <laughs> no, and then and then he kind of just bought out of the crew. Like, I don't think I'm cut for this. I'm like, "Yeah, right. you're not cut for this." That's yeah, not I'm commitment. Yeah, 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 if you ain't committed to for yeah. all that, yeah. then you might as well just fucking hang it up. Yeah, go make Hallmark cards. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, okay, so then after that, uh, no, we okay, were, so wait yeah. a second. So how long were you in Louisiana for? Okay, so uh, I think I quit school in seventh grade. So probably eighth grade, I was like in seventh grade, whatever. whatever. I came out to Lake Tahoe about then. So okay. I went to Tahoe. I went to Palos Verdes, right? Manhattan Beach. Mm. I think back to New Orleans, and then came out here to LA. And when I went to Uni High, that's the first school I stayed from tenth grade on. You know? Right. That was it. Did you not? Did you stay in Uni, or did you get kicked out for? Graffiti? I got kicked out, but I got reinstated. The last fucking second, bro. The last second, I couldn't walk or anything. They reinstated me. My, all my teachers, they got me scholarships to uh, Savannah, Georgia, and to Art Center, all this shit. And I remember sitting at home, and they're like, get down here. Get down here. You're going to walk. So I get down there. They didn't let me walk, but they, I, got, I graduated. My art teachers made sure I graduated. Okay. Yeah. Who okay. was the... So wait a second. So how much of Louisiana is still in you in terms of like influence and culture? Because I've been to New Orleans multiple times. I'm not from the South, but for whatever reason, I have a love for the South. I love the culture. It's the best. It, it's, and it's, Louis- it's a melting pot, right? So it, it's like, it's a melting pot. Uh, uh, New Orleans is in me. You know, I, I claim New Orleans. like That's my hometown. Uh, Top Mob is a crew that I'm in out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, they say I started graffiti in New Orleans and I, <laughs> it's a bittersweet thing. Uh, I love it, and I love New Orleans, and I love everything about it. So yeah, that's definitely always in you. You know, like if you look at my logo, yeah. it's the full leaf with the crossbones. It's New Orleans, you know. 
So, yeah. It's like part American Indian, part black, part white, yeah, yeah. part pirate, part yeah. Spanish, yeah. part yeah. French, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. It's yeah. all of that. It's a melting pot, bro. It's a, and it's a, the best place ever, you know, like, and the food is so good and, yeah. What's the best thing to eat down there uh, for you? I know everybody's got their own opinion, but what does Risk eat when he's in New Orleans? Gumbo, bro. Gumbo. Right. Easy. I'm a boudin. I'm a boudin man. All right. I can, well, I'm going to give you something before you leave. All right. <laughs> right on. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So then you guys hang out, Steve, in, in L.A. You become friends. And then what happens? We become kind of we become friends because we're part of like a similar social network through like the beer nuts. And then as that <laughs> starts to what it really becomes more about uh, graffiti art because. Then I'm friends with Nathan, little rival, who's part, rest in peace, who's part of this thing. And then cartoon, and then now cartoon wraps around back with Risk. And yeah. it's like, me and Risk couldn't really get out of each other's way. Yeah. Right. By, by one person, we were separated, right? But we weren't really were separated. So... Um, and then we and Polly and Polly B and he do was close and we're gonna oh, oh yeah we, we got some Polly B, B oh, oh we got a couple yeah. for oh, sure listen for, for <laughs> the then, new but listen but then we go from that all this shit to apparel bro right. apparel right like how this guy Third ends rail. up in apparel right and we're in apparel yeah. right and that really like once that happens and, and you're like you're like the only small guys at these massive shows and you know each other you bond together right then you're kind of like in this thing together you right know? Bobby travels another hey, one hey Lucky you know? what about being at the Hard Rock we're both sitting at the bar what are you doing wait for this chick what are you doing wait for this chick <laughs> we get all fucked up we're like it's the same chick we're like oh what the fuck <laughs> I was just gonna what ask about fuck? you who is that, is that a true story I think it might be man he wouldn't say it if it wasn't <laughs> shit um, god so, all right. All I right. remember a motherfucking, I remember a fucking, <laughs> I'll give you another good do story it, about do it. it. I remember being in Vegas yeah. and I was up all fucking at night in between <laughs> trade shows while doing, doing you know what. <laughs> and I remember and I'm like, fucking, I'm, I'm, I don't know what fucking hotel it is. Some fucking, High some cheap, I guess we, I imagine. She barely remember. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm coming down, dude. Yeah. Nothing more around, you know, yeah. and I'm like fucking bummed out, you know, yeah. and I'm like fucking getting ready to go to my hotel and I'm leaving, I guess the Hard Rock. And I see, I see Riz. Hey, what, what are you doing? He's in a good mood. He's got a couple of chicks. They're going to the room. Right, he's just getting started. What's up? What do you want? I go, I'm going to go back to my hotel. I'm like, yeah, I got that. And he like hands me this bag, <laughs> this crumpled up bag. It's like an eight ball. It's like an eight ball. He hands that shit off to me. You were like, just take that, bro. And I was like, I stayed in that fucking casino another fucking eight hours after that. I didn't even leave, dude. <laughs> yeah. He's like, here, kid, get lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bro. But we, we uh, he's in apparel and, and, and fucking, you know, Kelly's got. I just remember fucking, I remember back in apparel in those days, man. It was like motherfuckers running around with a drill in their hand trying to get these dudes yeah. to pull this shit yeah, stressed yeah. out. You're trying to build your own booth for a big trade show. Right. All these other guys have like teams hired to set their <laughs> shit up. We're trying to bribe the fucking union Jeez. guys at the door. And, yeah. And, um, you know, sleeping in trucks. I boxed the union guys in, in, in ASR in Vegas. I had to box it. Tito Ortiz was my fucking building my booth, right? Mm hmm. And there I, you I, go. I box this dude, and it's whatever, whatever. And later, years later, I'm like, motherfucker, why didn't you tell me you were fucking a fighter? He goes, you had it. <laughs> <laughs> so much shit, man. And so we 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 came close, and like we started crossing paths through multiple worlds, multiple things. And Kelly has always been risk. It's okay if I call you Kelly, right? Yeah, whatever. 
Risk has always, always been very entrepreneurial. And I want to say that because guys like, um, guys like me and Esteban and some of us that were in like apparel, those guys were doing other things too, but you kind of get into apparel and sometimes you kind of get locked in that. And, uh, risk was always like, it's like, as third rail was happening, there was always like some other shit that you were doing. Yeah. There was always some other project or you were fucking working, collaborating with somebody and it would come out of the blue. And like he was starting to spread his tentacles and his art onto other canvases and mediums in business. And as you move to like whatever with third rail, the next thing I know is just like you're doing the, the, the craziest shit, dude, with all these these companies. Man. I'm like. You've always had that, man. It's like, I don't know. We come here today, man, and it's like mind-blowing to be here in this. This is a compound. This compound? Like, listen, you guys, listeners, listeners. And no, I'm not going to give you any hints where this place is located. But it is a fucking compound, man. They Huge. do everything from sign building to painting to automotive. First of all, to, right. First it's of all, all of it. Risk, you, you, you purchased two lots, right? Yeah. Or this, four. Two. This, it's, it's two. Uh, it's two. It's okay. two that <laughs> that he put together, right? Right, and we're not disclosing where it's at. But first of all, there's one warehouse which has just got, I don't know, it's like 80 <laughs> feet or whatever it is, a wall of fucking uh, spray cans of every tint and shade and blah 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 color. He's got somewhere on the premises fucking a chicken coop, and it ain't like what these hipsters have. It's like a <laughs> two-story chicken coop. Looks like a terracotta courtyard on the second level for these chickens. I don't know exactly what he's got going, but he's got banty mm-hmm. chickens. A, a bocce ball court. A bocce... <laughs> a caterpillar forklift. Right, yeah, yeah, he does. A, he does. I mean, dude, all it's I all I want to do is drive around with a forklift and just fuck shit up. Right. And then he's got ducks over there, right? He introduced us to the yeah. ducks. He's got a fucking long... He's got a it would take pool. you... Another forty-five minutes just to describe all the shit up right. here, but dude. I lifted up a trap tree. door. I lifted up a trap door, and I saw the Mona Lisa like underneath <laughs> the trap. That's a real one too. Yeah, yeah. no, there's yeah. art everywhere you look. Either empty alcohol, a bottles lot of Tito's bottles. Yeah, and dem- demonstrating, man, like that's that's kind of like what Kelly's. You can't put a you can't put a finger on Kelly. There's always something else that he's doing, and, right? And just so much good shit, innovative. Some of the best parties. Some of the best trade show parties were third rail parties. And fun, dude. And, dude, this dude was like, you got to remember, dude, we're like in our early 20s, right? Right. Kelly's getting like playmates, penthouse, (laughs) shit, like a porn star. He's getting all this shit. And this is like, I mean, there was stuff going on I can't even talk about on this microphone. (laughs) Some of the fucking parties, the fucking third rail parties, bro. Right. We're out of control. Bananas. Bananas, bro. We can't talk about it. Like, from Mike Tyson to fucking (laughs) Jim Jameson, right? Oh, bro. The whole spectrum, like, it was fucking nuts. Yeah. Right. Is it true it, that such a, that's a melting pot? His parties were a fucking melting, melting pot, pot, bro. Yeah. Did you ever hang out with Mike Tyson? Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. And did was that the Tiger Mike Tyson? Was, Tiger. Yeah. S- scary Mike Tyson. Yeah, the yeah, back in right? the day Mike Tyson. Oh, that's so good. Scary. Right. Now is it true that Bill Cosby had you come over and he slipped you some quail? <laughs> I can't talk about that. I'm in therapy right now. I'm in therapy right now. <laughs> Drama therapy, yeah. Well, all right, fuck it, man. We're talking about so many different fucking things and you're right about risk. Now, first of all, you know, one thing I really want to know, not necessarily how you can, I mean, you can tell us if you want how you came up the name risk, but how hard is it? Because to me, I would think that risk is a premium 
writer's name. You know what's funny about that, bro? Uh, my friend uh, Mark Manuel, right? He wrote Chance, and I wrote Surf, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, at Uni High, there wasn't a lot of surfers. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, Casper. Right, right, you know, right, right, right. And uh, I just got busted immediately. They're like, oh, he's Surf. The dude that goes to the principal's office every day. Has to be the dude writing surf on the uh-huh, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. So I had to change my name. And, and Mark had Chance, and I thought that was the best graffiti name ever. Now I look back, that name sucks. That's <laughs> the worst name ever. Why? It's just the letters suck. It's just whatever, whatever. What? No, no. Why is that? That's Chance, only somebody because, like you would understand bro, that. Look at the C to the H. To, like, it just sucks. Like, it just, it's, it's a fucking. <laughs> it's like Cheetos, yeah. It's just a. The, like, my name it, is Chumahan. It starts with the C oh, and an H. No, 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 I'm no, looking no. at it in a different way, though. I'm looking at the, the no, weights and balances okay. of letters, right? So, yeah. And it's too long. Everything. But anyway, <laughs> a four letter word is right. Perfect, pre- right? Primo for graffiti, right? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I'm sitting in uh, uh, somebody's room, and I look up, and there's a board game, and it says Risk. I'm like, get mm. the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah, That's kind of corny. So I resisted the name for years. I did Isrock, Rizrock, Irock, because I wanted the Irock Z. That was my right, fantasy right, card. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right, of course. And it was like Rizrock, Risk, Rock, and then Risk, right? And I was just like, fuck it. I'll just do Risk. And now I'm so blessed. I couldn't have the better name in graffiti ever like it's the best right. name in the world in graffiti L- let me ask you this do you feel that that name actually chose you it had to because i resisted it so much mm, bro I, re- I was like i was like fuck that i'm not writing that corny shit now i'm like i love that name like i'll fucking yeah. die for that name i you know i fought for that name i did everything for that name right. you know you know yeah and when was the transition where you had to admit yourself that you were dancing around the fucking risk name by using all these different variations? Well, like, like you said, I was risky, right? Yeah. And then as we grew up, right, we're risky. And then I'm hanging out downtown. I'm risk-o. And then mm-hmm. it's just Mr. Risk. And then right. the, the, and now I'm risk-rock. And it, it just natural formation just happens, right? Like cartoon, Mr. Cartoon. Yeah. Like we just right. – we. Right. We keep our name, but we kind of change a little bit, right? Right. So, right. And now I'm full circle back to risk. I mean, this is risk, whatever you want to fucking call it. Risk rock, risk go, risker, risk matic risky do die, whatever. It's risk, you know? I fucking love that. Yeah. Dude, can we... How did the hell... How'd you get into graffiti? Okay, so I was at uni high, uh, and I was, you know, I was, a, I was a problem kid, so I was drawing on the desk and shit, and, like, and I, I would draw, like... I, liked, I loved art, so I drew, like, waves and shit, whatever. And this kid, <laughs> this kid comes from New York... And he's like, hey, what do you write? I'm like, I don't write. I draw pictures. And he's mm. like, what do you write? I'm like, I don't write. I draw pictures. And I, get, I was a little Oblivious. disturbed. Like, I, oh, get, okay. I get mad. I was like, man, if you fucking ask me what I'm writing, I'm going to punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> like, right. I draw pictures. Mm. And he goes, no, it's a subculture. We do this, we do that. And he showed me pictures of trains. And I was like, that shit's amazing. It blew me the fuck away. And I, my whole desk, you know, I don't know how I didn't get, I, I did get busted. But I, the whole desk was just covered like crazy in my books or whatever. And um, so he told me about this subculture graffiti. And that day I went and I stole two cans of red and two cans of white down the street. And I went back to my high school. I sat there waiting for it to get dark. And it was like dusk. I, I was like, fuck it. It's dark enough. I jumped the fence. I did this piece. It was ugly. The, ter- the most atrocious piece you ever saw in your life. And I was like bummed. I was like, damn, it doesn't look like those fucking photos right, at all. Right, like, right, 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 right. And the next day I come to school, there's 200 kids Standing around going, right. you guys have to understand, there's no graffiti in L.A. at this time. Right. right. So there's 12 dudes doing it. I think right. Marcel's one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marcel, who I don't know at the time. Right. Mm. And me, oh, what? I don't know what I'm doing. And right. the couple transplants from New York and shit. 
out of the whole city of LA, maybe maybe ten or twelve people, Alski, uh, whatever, whatever. And um, so it's terrible. But I see all these kids go, "Fuck, that's cool." I'm like, "That's cool." I love the energy. I love the whatever. And I'm a, I'm a loner. Like I go to schools and I fight people and I get kicked out and I go to next school every six months because I'm always, you know, kids are mean, bro. And every six <laughs> yeah. months, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm the new kid and no one likes the new kid. And, I, right. and I'm like got a chip on my shoulder and then it's just, it's always fucked up. So for the first time I'm seeing recognition. I'm like, oh man, this is great, man. People right. like this shit. I'm going to keep doing it. So I came back and I keep doing it. And the pieces I thought were bomb, like I look back at them, I'm like laughing when I saw, mm. but I, you know, and, that, and I, I did crawl up on the roof and do some crazy shit that mm. they couldn't buff, right? Right. So these surf pieces with, with flames and crazy shit. And then I broke into the school and I did what I call the locker rockers because I noticed they couldn't buff the shit on the, on the metal, right? It was yeah. hard for them to figure out. So I was like, how can I fucking get my shit to stay up because they could always buff the walls, right? So I broke into the school. I did the, the, called the locker rockers. I did a surf piece on the lockers. I went in the girls' bathroom where I wrote, you love risk on the mirror and shit like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I did a wipeout piece from the second floor down to the first floor a big wave and I wrote Wipeout and that was it I came back to school and now motherfuckers are like tripping they're like whoa and the janitors were like mad they're like hey <laughs> you guys want to see someone's legs broke <laughs> we'll give you $200 tell us who did it and I'm like oh shit and there's a bunch of kids in school like if they knew it was me they'd rat me out I was like oh man I'm getting my legs broke right now yeah. so I'm just sitting there watching them. and then uh, you know eventually went on and then I got busted at school and then I changed it to risk. And then that's when the beer nuts come in play. I thought I was super fucking crafty. Because mm. I was like, I was Cajun from the beer nuts. <laughs> and Cajun from the beer I nuts. I Cajun, bro. So, <laughs> so I, I purposely tagged all my lockers and books with Cajun. Right. right. So after they bust me for surf, I started writing risk. They go, you think we're stupid? We know it's you. Come in. They pull me in the office. And I went, I'm not risk. I wish I was that dude. That dude's up. Like, like yeah. they look at my books and like, oh, yeah, you got me. I wrote my books. I guess I got to pay for the books. It says Cajun. Like, and that was it. You know, and they, Red herring. Yeah. Sh- shaft. And then, Cajun. you know, after that, like, I, that, that's when graffiti became serious to me. I was like, all right, now this is 007 shit. And, you know, the detectives came in the house, tried to arrest me. And my dad was a gangster motherfucker. And I'll never forget, we were having dinner. And the detectives came in and they're like, hey, so this was going down. Uh, just sign this paper. You might have to go to camp for the summer, blah, blah, blah. But whatever i'm like fuck you ain't me and they're like it's clearly you i'm like doesn't look like me it's a shot from the back it's a the, the front doors of uni high school and it's a shot from the back i have long hair and shit and my dad's like son it's clearly you sign the fucking paper and let's move on with this i'm like what you're the motherfucker that tells me never fucking like you know admit to anything, admit to anything. you and don't you, rat on your friends and, you like, yeah. <laughs> and i was disgusted bro and i didn't rat and my dad's like Congratulations! Oh, that's what he's like. Congratulations! Now you're going to to, to YA and all this. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And, um, <laughs> and it never happened because I beat the case, right? That's right. When right. I, was, I said, see, motherfucker. And that's when I ran away. You know, lived in Hollywood, the, the loft that you were at when I got in this, that fight. Th- th- listen to this. Are you listening to this, Steve? Listen to the listen to the interesting aspect of this. So, Risk is growing up. He's developing his art. Part of which is antisocial in the sense of the institutions. Mm-hmm. The young folks, though, they like it. And he's going with it. And he's figuring out ways to beat it. Mm. Now, you can honestly see that he's got this dad who was, I think he said drug dealer, and then a commodities trader, which I don't know the difference between the two, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Right, one's inside, one. But, so, okay. 
So and 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 so finally the heat comes down on risk and it's like and they're, and they're and they're going over to, and his dad's telling him to do what his dad won't even do that goes against his dad's own personal 100%, values 100% bro and as soon as as soon as risk realizes like wait a minute I beat the case cuz I didn't fucking fold under questioning yeah, yeah, right right he runs away and I guess what I'm trying to get at is for for him it was betrayal from his dad not because his dad uh it was because his dad didn't adhere or didn't think risk should adhere to his dad's own personal values for himself. He, mm. for, for risk, he decided that he was going to go against it and try to push his son in a direction that he, even he wouldn't go. Mm. And it's reversed because in that instance, technically, if you think about mainstream culture, you would say, oh, okay, well, his cr- quote unquote criminal father was urging risk to do quote unquote the right thing. But in Risk's world, it was the opposite. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Bro, so in seventh grade, uh, when I went to Tahoe to visit my dad. Right. Uh, I used to build tree houses and forts and shit, right? I love that shit. Yeah. And I'd go steal wood from construction sites to build it. Right. So uh, there's this big hill, and I'm on the top, and I'm throwing wood down the hill. It slides all the way down the hill to where I want to build my tree house, right? right. Makes so sense. I, right. I guess the cops are driving by, and they look up on the hill, <laughs> and then you see a, a scattered wood. All the way down the hill. So they come pick me up, and they take me in. Uh, and they take me home, and they go, go get your dad, right? So I go in there, and my dad's sleeping. i never forget. We had this. My dad was fucking so many chicks and was, like, retarded. We had this A-frame uh, house in, in, in Tahoe. And I wake my dad up, and I remember pushing him, and he was on a waterbed, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, of course, like, bro. He's like, get yeah, out yeah. of here, kid. I'm like, Dad, the cop's here. I'm like, get out. He's like, get out. Dad, the cop's here. He's like, where? I go, in, in the room. My dad goes, Looks up and he's like, "Uh, how can I help you, officer?" And my dad gets up and kind of brushes the cop outside and starts talking. And the cop's like, "Listen, I'm not going to arrest him. He stole some wood, this and that." My dad's like, "All right, cool, thank you." I said, "Comes back, my dad beat my ass." I go, "What happened?" He, not because I stole the wood. He goes, "You never bring him back here." And he grabbed me by the the ear again, brushed me in the house, and next to the bed is like a bunch of pounds of weed, right? Right. And he goes, "You never fucking bring him back here. Go to the fucking lockup and call me. Don't ever right. bring him back to the house." I was like, "All right." So this is my dad, right? And right. all of a sudden now. We're having dinner years later in high school. My dad's like, just tell him it's you. I'm like, what the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? Why did I? Why <laughs> did you? My dad? Why, yeah. Well, why did you put me through all those hard, uh, like painful lessons, which yeah. I understood? It, there was a logic to don't bring the cops back where the weed's at, son. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. There's a logic to that. Yeah. And growing up, you're like, okay, that makes sense. Got a pound of weed and a bunch of naked chicks. I don't need to be bringing the cops up in here. That's, that's an ass <laughs> yeah. whooping. I get that. <laughs> and then for him to all of a sudden do a 180 on you because it's uh, inconvenient to him. Yeah, well, I think he's, you know, I, I have a stepmom now. And maybe he's trying to go know, legit. Maybe he's thinking he's whatever. I'm not getting into that. But right, yeah. right, right. Right. But I mean, you know, okay, so part of being a writer, maybe even part of being an artist, um, at least some artists anyway, it seems like, it has to do with a. It's almost like necessary to have a kind of anti, not anti establishment, but like. Whatever the mainstream rules that you guys have set up and everyone's decided we're going to agree to kind of live by, if I'm going to try to say something that's going to grab attention or I'm going to do something, I have to break that. I have to be able to not let that control me too much. Is that something that... Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've thought about or explored in terms of your art? Yeah, I think so. I, 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 I don't like... Uh, Okay, the word graffiti. Man. Go ahead. I never used that word for mm-hmm. years. I say the graffiti is applying meaning to a surface. What I do is art. Uh, I didn't use the word, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, and then I got to a point where I'm like, man, fuck it. It's graffiti. Take it or, leave it. Take it or, or, or not. Like, it's graffiti. Some of it's art, some of it's vandalism. It, it just is what it is, you know? So right. I just, I came full mm-hmm. circle, but I hated um, stereotypes. I hated anything that fits in a box. I hate, like, like when people say you're a graffiti artist, I'm like, no, I'm just an artist. Right, you know, mm-hmm. I I happen to do mm-hmm. graffiti, and now you know, uh, graffiti is one chapter in my life story. I do public murals, which is different than my graffiti. Right, St. Joe's sculptures different than my. Yeah, I gotta yeah. interrupt you right there, man, yeah. because today a buddy of mine was hitting me up saying you, you're doing your, your podcasting. I'm like, yeah, and he's like, who you have on? And so as I'm as I'm about to tell him, risky, for some reason, for a second, I like paused, and it was like. I didn't even want to call you a graffiti artist. Be- and not that there's anything wrong with graffiti no. art. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like calling you a graffiti artist is putting you in this little box. It's making you way smaller than you are. Like, it's not, And I really look at you as like a contemporary artist. Right. You can do... Well, I think graffiti, like, it's a negative connotation, right? And I, I, like, Something listen, made me pause. Listen, I, th- I think it was Olympics and uh, I don't know when it was. Fucking whatever those Olympics were. And uh, we were all bidding for doing murals on the on the freeways mm-hmm. right and uh everyone got it and then they said all the graffiti artists they go why don't you got all paint together do one mural i'm like wait a minute what are we a bunch of little kids like would picasso paint with michelangelo like why right. why do we got to paint together just give it to one of us or whatever who cares and i was so burnt out by that i was like mm-hmm. fuck this title shit man i'm just a fucking artist man fuck right you. right you right know? right 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 but here's the thing uh it is true that you're an artist and it is true that you have done graffiti and it is true that lots of different people have labels, but you went beyond. I mean, part of the thing that's great about being able to talk to somebody like Risk is that he's got some decades and years behind him in experience with art. Like, for instance, you went back to fine art school at USC, right? Yeah. So let me ask you, seriously, and don't give me this humble bullshit. Mm. When you go back to USC, you've already kind of got a name for yourself to a certain extent, right? Yeah, I already won the world championship, so like I, I was like I went in there on a, it was, yeah, it was a little different. Right, and so when you go into USC, which is a top-notch Southern California school, after you know having basically your art teachers in high school drag you through graduation, yeah. right? And now you went out there and did some shit that everybody told you was fucked up vandalism, yeah. and eventually now you're the champion of the world. And guess what? They want you to come to USC and study fine art. What was that experience like? Okay, so it was it was it was dope, but you have to understand. So graffiti still at that point is still kind of new, right? So right. now there's a couple hundred writers in LA who cares whatever but like so I'm at USC about a couple thousand this is graffiti is popular and um, my teachers are like this kid is already more famous than will ever be so no and I'm not I'm saying true no, no, but, the, the, but the way they say because they're defending me to the rest of the class so when people are doing fruit bowls right they're like nah I'm like I ain't doing that shit they go, all right. So I, I hung a spray can with a noose. So my oil painting thing, like everyone's final is a fruit bowl, right? Yeah. Mine's spray can hanging from a noose. That's your still life. Yeah. So they created the curriculum for me. And it was 
blessing. It was awesome. And I had the best teachers ever at USC, and it was fucking amazing. They're like, this is never going to apply to you, so don't do this, do this. And they wrote on the curriculum for me, right? And it was great. And shortly after that, I had a lot of kids go to USC, and I'll tell you why. But I had a lot of kids go to USC, and they're like, dude, my USC was not like your USC. It was fucked. Mm-hmm. The teachers were like, I don't want to see that shit here. Keep the graffiti home. Don't do it here. Mm. And they're like, but Risk was here. And they go, that's Risk. You know? Right. That was, that was it. So what happened was uh, all these kids came, and they had the mentality that they, that they thought they were graffiti artists. So, like, they want to do this. And the teacher's mm-hmm. like, no, no, it's not that you're a graffiti artist. You're different. It's like he's already established. That's why he did that. You guys have to learn the the foundation before you can do that. Basically, mm-hmm. that's Risk, and you're not. No, but it's no, important but- what Risk is saying because to a certain extent in all art, Including now, like hip hop, if you want to fucking talk about film and Quentin Tarantino, maybe like you get the one person who kind of broke the mold a little bit and made a name for themselves when there was no safety net. There wasn't a model. There wasn't right. right when when your dad was like, "Hey, cough it up and tell the cops, and we'll fucking see you next summer." And you're like, "What the fuck?" And then yeah. you ran away and then did your shit. Yeah. It wasn't like you had on your your career development sheet yeah. <laughs> that like, oh, and then eventually I'll get to USC that way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, uh, so uh, USC. So my teachers said, "I said, can I go paint on the roof?" And they said, "Yeah." And I thought, I think they thought I was going to paint just like a little square. <laughs> I did the whole roof, right? <laughs> and it made the, you know the Daily Trojan was a newspaper at USC and. It, Tommy Trojan, I had the big picture of him, and I had the risk piece and all this shit. Yeah. And uh, it made the newspaper, and people were, like, loving it and this and that. And then I, I walked. The, the dean came out, and she was a lady, and she came out, and she goes, oh, my God, it's amazing. What is it? I'm like, spray paint. And I'll never forget, bro. She was like, oh, we, we can't have that. It's anarchy. <laughs> bro, this is the dean of the art department at right. USC. I'm, I'm like, what the fuck did you just say? So my reply is, hey, you could suck a bag of dicks. Right. I got kicked out. So I get kicked out, and again, my teachers come to my fucking aid, make sure I get reinstated and get... Because isn't it true, Risk, that like in terms of an art program... Art needs credibility, even at a fucking place like USC. And doesn't it, like, having you there and having you study along there and having you being defended by the professors against the administrators, doesn't that add, at the end of the day, credibility to their art program? Bro, so what happened was uh, I get kicked out. uh, I get reinstated. I get a scholarship, uh, blah, blah, blah. And... They make a poster of that wall, and they send it to every high school in the United States. It's the first time they ever did that. Right. So that's where all these graffiti artists flooded USC. And it's crazy because USC is in a, in a certain area of town in Los Angeles for all the people that can't afford to get into USC yeah. or aren't invited into USC. They love fucking graffiti. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then, so my first museum show was Mocha right here in Los mm. Angeles. Right. And this lady comes up to me, and she goes, we did it. We did it. I'm hugging everyone. <laughs> we her. did it. I hug her. I'm like, yeah, we did it. And I'm like, who the fuck's that? Like, <laughs> the, the next day, I'm like, oh, that's that bitch. No. <laughs> yeah. I was like, she's like, we did it. And like, fight on. I was like, oh. oh, oh what, the dean? Yeah. Just, the dean was ready. 20 years later. She's like, jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, she's like, we did it. Yeah, I was like, oh. She probably had like two people to take pictures that's of her while she was yeah. like hugging you. That's like, the story that's me a lot risk. of people want to try. And, man, that makes me sick. All right, you think that's crazy? Okay, yeah. but actually, what I wanted to learn when I read that about what you went through there yeah. is what. So you go out and you did a lot of self study before you went to USC, right? Yeah. So what part of USC was actually the hard part for you in terms of art technique, where you were like, 
fuck, but you knew you had to learn it if you were going to really know art. Okay, so check it out. Uh, I, I When I finished USC, at one point I was like, I don't think I learned anything, right? Like, I was like, what the mm. fuck did I learn? <laughs> but later on, years later in life, in the gallery and my stuff, I, I used, like, a lot of three-point uh, concepts where I, yeah, I got three hot spots and contrasting colors. All this shit that I'd use every day, yeah. I learned there. I never knew that. I didn't right. get that. So when, when I graduated USC, and I was like, what I learned, I was like, I didn't learn shit. Years later, when I'm actually... A studio artist in the gallery doing museums and galleries, whatever, whatever. whatever. Yeah, and I, I have to break down my shit. Like critiques, that's the biggest thing I learned. You see, be able to take a critique because that's like gnarly, right? Yeah. But I critique myself, <laughs> right? And I start whatever, and I'm like, oh man, I learned a lot of fucking shit in school. Like you know, I'm, I know a lot of shit. Like it's like you don't realize what you learn there, and it's experience. And it's a, I say this to kids all the time. I'm like, they go, what should I do in life? I said, travel as much as you can, mm-hmm. visit other cultures and places and people and experience that that's the, the greatest lesson in life you know right and i think uh college is the same way just fucking go through it do it and you're gonna have these experiences i don't know if you're gonna remember what you learned right but you learned something you know right so okay so you came out of that and you're like okay now another thing that i learned about you which blew my fucking mind and maybe it's not that big a deal maybe you're gonna do a humble break but is it true that you were knighted in Italy? <laughs> and tell Steve about that. What the tell fuck? Tell Steve. <laughs> tell me about that. Come on. That, this is a true story. So uh, Prince Medici from the Medici family. Get the fuck out comes of here. here. Yeah. He hears about this studio, right? He, he wants to visit it, right? So I come he on. He came here. Yeah. So he comes in. And uh, he's a... He's a He's a he's a player, bro. He's a Prince Medici. He's it's a Medici. Yeah, yeah, he's like he's a young dude. And he's 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 living his best life. Okay. <laughs> All right. And uh, he comes here and he's like, whatever we talk about this shit and that shit, this and that. And he goes, um, yeah, I, I think you're like a knight. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> and I'm like, by the way, I've got this strange feeling. You're kind of are you a knight? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm doing a lot of stuff with charities at the time. This uh-huh. and that. Right. And he. he he made some comparison like to Robin Hood or some shit. Like, <laughs> Kinda. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And he goes, I think I get united. I'm like, shut up. I go, first of all, I'm Jewish. He goes, oh, no, no. This is funny. He goes, no, no. We are very open minded. We, we've even knighted um, a gay guy. <laughs> You're like, I'm pretty sure you guys have knighted more than one gay guy. Gay guy. He's like, I'm in. I'm in. I'm like, so, I, and I think he's full of shit. So I'm like, yeah, right. of course. I go, well, yeah, send me the tickets, right? And, they, and all of a sudden, he sends tickets. I'm like, whoa, this really? <laughs> So I go to, to Rome and I visit the Vatican and um, Michelangelo's studio, his family owns the church, the private church where like the equivalent of their president, all these people go. And it's 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 like a mini Vatican. They have Cavalli. They have all these artists. Right. Right. Michelangelo. Like, and they're like, touch it. I'm like, I don't want to touch it. And they're like, no, you can touch it. They go. Please touch it, because you'll never have the experience to be able to touch all these paintings again. And I'm like, a Michelangelo. Yeah. And like, Get the fuck bro, out of here. You want to know? That. That, that, that guy, a, by the way, Michelangelo, was the first, when I was in third grade, they said you had to write a report about an artist. Yeah. It was Michelangelo who I wrote about. Okay, so I'm going to blow you away now. Do so it. Now I'm, I'm where all the priests sleep and shit, right? <laughs> and there's a, a bust, right? A lady's bust, and it's Michelangelo's statue, right? And I'm touching, feeling, whatever. Yeah. And uh, they go, yeah, this is Michelangelo's statue of the mistress he had, right? And the mistress is the lady that, that funded the Vatican, right? And there's a tunnel that goes from this church to the Vatican. So every night they meet on this little balcony and, you know, she's the, the person funding everything and they have an affair or whatever. Right. So long story short, I go, hey, is this like ancient porn? Like, cause I'm yeah. touching the bus, right? 
And the priest didn't crack his mouth. He goes, oh, yes. Yes. Because <laughs> that's true. <laughs> He's like, yes. That's true. Yeah. There was a lot of naked statues and naked things. And, and it was porn because they, they didn't have photography and shit. That's, 100%. So he built a statue to jerk off to probably, right? Of course. So, Fuck. So listen. Of course. So and, then, and then all these old blue hairs who are against <laughs> jacking off are now praising it. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just turn that eye when it comes to that. Right. right. <laughs> Mike right. Oh, that's fine. That's, that's right. all good. So then they go, you want to paint in his studio so i was the only artist to paint in his studios in 400 years whatever it is but i i floundered because i go here here's your wall and i go you guys sure man like i don't know and i was like the next day i went home i was like fuck that i'm coming back i'm gonna kill that wall they thought about it so i get there next day they have all these tarps down there's a canvas they go well we just think you should paint in the studio not the wall i was like damn it i fucking blew it Mm -hmm. but i was the first artist to paint in his studio since he died right wow it was amazing man and uh the whole experience was amazing and I I'm me you know so I'm in Rome and I'm fucking partying and shit like I'm right. like I, I think like I had a Roman I think I had a hell of a night the night before so I have to show up for the fucking nighting and I think I have sunglasses on it's online you can see it right and I'm Damn. fucking just whacked out right and the guy's like they're nighting me I'm like I threw up a West Side. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> did they actually do like? Because I didn't watch it. Because yeah. I wanted to hear it from you. The did sword. they do a sword on your shoulder and yeah, all yeah. that shit? Yeah. And I looked down. I'm like, fucking Prince Medici. Motherfucker has his red Prada shoes on. I'm like, right. this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. The Medici's are deep. They, yeah. they, they were popes. Yeah. They were everything. Yeah. I mean, they're still everything. So he took me uh, around to the south of Italy, and he took me all these places. Took to his castle where he grew up, and all these things. <laughs> And wow. It was amazing, bro. Did he let you play with his private army? Were you like, hey, listen, when I was a kid, I used to take these guys and just blow up shit. Dude, uh, I got so many Medici's. <laughs> wow. I got some stories. That this dude was wild, man. I wow. love that. Like, I guess we'd fuck it. Let's yeah. go. So we're at this restaurant, right? And uh, he comes to the restaurant, and it's like, whatever, and it starts raining, and they kind of push everyone out in the rain, right? <laughs> And we're under this tent. I'm like, man, I'm, this is really awkward, man. Like, I feel like fucked up. <laughs> and he's not even looking. Like, it's normal. I'm like, oh, man. And everyone's looking at me like, fuck you. I'm like, oh, man. And he's like, I got a great story about this restaurant. This is the best restaurant. I used to come here when I was in college, my friends. And I tell the chef, he's a good friend of mine. I tell him, I go, do not serve that pretty girl over there. Do not serve her. So after two hours, I go, what's wrong, young lady? What happened? <laughs> and she goes, they didn't give me a food. He goes, oh, that's a travesty. I take you back to the kitchen. The chef is my friend. Mm-hmm. I take her back to the kitchen, the special meal. Take her home. We have it a sex. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's fucking fantastic. Oh, oh and funny. then his friend, uh, uh, I think his name is Fred or some shit. It's like his like <laughs> lifelong friend or some shit. And uh, we're all ordering, and he orders risotto. He goes, bah! <laughs> I'm like, you what's so funny? Did you see that? And, and he's like, he ordered the risotto. <laughs> like, what? He goes, he's a gay. <laughs> he's a gay. He's a gay. And I'm like, well, I don't get it. He goes, oh, every Italian guy, they come, they order the pasta very quick. You go home, you have it a sex. Yeah. <laughs> you order risotto two hours. You're not having no sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's the internal like Italian joke yeah, that you like bro. never heard they, they, Yeah, they just based off of your actions, they know exactly what where you're going. Yeah. Oh, I gotta stop ordering risotto. <laughs> oh my god. Um, all right. Well, so okay, that that is. So, did they give you a medallion? Like, do you I have got a like, robe? Oh, check this out. So, I got yeah. the robe. I got the the oil, the the wine, the the medallion, whatever. The sword. 
I didn't get the sword. No, they don't <laughs> give you the sword. But I no. got the rope. But check it out. So I'm coming home, and I'm going through some layovers. I think I was in Alabama or Atlanta or somewhere going through a layover. And uh, I had the rope in my carry-on, right? right? And these guys take it, and they open it up, and they go, they call the other dude over there, and they're all fucking going ham. They're going nuts. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, fuck you, man. Whatever. Fuck you. Like, whatever. What are they tripping on? So I don't think anything about it. So I get on a plane. I'm sleeping. I wake up. I'm like, oh, shit. They thought it was a KKK robe. I was like, they're a black dude. Oh. So I was like, why were they tripping wow. so hard? Yeah. I didn't get it at all, bro. I was right. like, fuck yeah. you. Get yeah. my bag. I got to catch my plane. And they're like, they go, what can we do? And the guy's like, nothing. Give him his bag. They like, have a nice day, sir. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, fuck you, too. I thought it was KKK. Yeah, yeah they were, he was, they were, I got they, on a plane. I was like, oh. You know, you know, you know, like the, the, the one guy was like, I don't think he's KKK. And they're like, well, where did he grow up? And they're like, Louisiana. Oh, yeah, he's KKK. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, the other aspect is, is so what kind of music are you listening to? When we came in, you were listening to basically classic rock yeah. with a, like a southern twinge on it. Yeah. Right. But do you have music that you listen to when you're doing art or do you have separate music or what do you do? Uh, all, everything, bro. I love like all music. So I love it all. I love all of it. I love it to death. Uh, I do listen to a lot of classic rock with the southern classic rock for sure. Uh, I grew up, you know. Mugs and Cypress Hill, you know, we grew up in that era, so you know, I'm a big fan of, of classic hip hop too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I listen to fucking man, you name it, I listen to it. Like, uh, you, you mentioned earlier drums, the, yeah. Uh, do you play the drums? Uh, I bang on the drums, I, I suck. Uh, my uncle was a drummer, he was a big influence in my life. Um, I got a lot of friends that are drummers, um, yeah. So I got this drum set for my daughters. We had a whole studio, and I got I went overboard, like retarded, like, I got the best pianos and organs and drums and guitars and amps and blah blah blah, blah. and they're my daughter's like uh 9 11 14 and 21 right and the band broke up like within a week right (laughs) (laughs) of course so they all went to their rooms and they took pieces like one took the drums one took this actually none took the drums that's why i have them in my studio right and uh the band got broke up and now i have this studio equipment spread out over the house yeah Right. But I, let me, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask, um, how long did it take before your girls realized, like, oh, dad's cool? How long did that take? Or, or, or some of them, or, or have they all even come to that decision yet? Okay, my it? youngest ones, all of them think dad's cool. Mm. I'm a, I'm a, those, they're daddy's girls. Like, they're, right. whatever. My, my stepdaughter, she's 21 now, and she's been with me since she's three. She had a rough time with it because she, like, I got a limo, right? And Retina painted the limo, right? Mm-hmm. And she wanted to take the limo to prom or some shit. Right. And I, I go, here's the limo. She goes, I'm not taking that. I go, what do you mean? She goes, it looks like some gangbangers wrote on it. I'm like, motherfucker, that ain't gangbanging mm-hmm. shit. That's fucking Retina. That shit's worth $2 million. Shut right, the fuck right, up. Right, right, right. And, you know, she's, she's daddy's girl. So she fucking bamboozles me. I paint over the fucking limo, make it all pretty and shit, right? Yeah. Thinking I could always get red and painted again, whatever, right, who right, cares? Right. And uh, whatever. So this goes on and on and on. And um, I pick her up, you know, I, I take the Chevelle, and she's like, Dad, it's too loud. Don't pick me up in the Chevelle anymore. Oh, I'm like, yeah, all right, yeah, cool. Yeah. I take I take the monster truck. She goes, Dad, you look like the Grand Wizard of KKK. Don't pick me on the truck. Yeah. I'm like, man, I can't do anything right for you, man. Fuck you. Like, yeah. like yeah, whatever. Yeah. Mm. So now she goes to NYU. I send her to NYU. And, um, uh, this is gonna get sticky. So, uh, <laughs> so the the Hell's Angels Clubhouse is next to her apartment, right? And there's some words. I'm like, tell them motherfuckers. Where they go, oh, dad, they love you. They carry my groceries and everything. I'm like, cool. Yeah, yeah right on. And uh, I'm like, yeah, just you know, 
tell them who you are and stay away from blah, 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 blah. But things change right after that, right? Yeah. Now all of a sudden she's like, Dad, can I hang in the bank seat in my room? I'm like, fuck no, you can't hang the bank seat in your dorm. Like, Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> she's like, Dad, can I have a pain? I'm like, yeah. Dad, my friends like they love you. So all of a sudden, I was cool, Dad. So with her, it took a little longer, you know. Right, because there was a right, point. Right. There was maybe a point in her her like life or whatever where she wanted to try to live normal yeah. or have like something normal. I guess yeah. is that what it well, was. I don't think she just realized that. Uh, you know, I think to her, she her dad did graffiti and it was a weird thing, and she didn't know about it. You know, and then when she went to college and she's social media, she's like, oh, you're kind of like people know you. You know, I think it was different. You know, right. Steve, did you have a... Oh. oh, I had a question. Yeah, you did. What I have a that? question. Go ahead. I need to understand. Uh-oh. I need to understand how how does the whole you getting turned on to graffiti... Take me from there to how you guys all end up in WCA. How you end up in WCA and crossing paths with... You know, Sal and Cartoon and guys like that. Yeah, so, okay, so uh, Rival, you know, rest in peace. We right. talked about Nathan, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm at Pan Pacific. I'm painting there. And there's this guy, Soon, from New York. He's a real fucking dick. Right, right. And, uh, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, shout out to Sid. Yeah, shout out. What's up, nigga? Hey, yeah. uh, so uh, I'm there painting, whatever, and Rival walks up. He goes, what's up, bro? You do graffiti? I do graffiti. So we should start a crew. I'm like, hey. Right. He's like, you know, Fuck New York, it's about West Coast and shit. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, world class, bro. Fuck West Coast, world class. We're going to be world class artists. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I don't think West Coast artists. I'm like, all right, man, whatever, West Coast artists. So me and Rival started the crew. What? Through, through a fence, through a handshake, knowing each other for five minutes, started West Coast really? artists. You got you two started. Yeah, through a, for, through a fence. And then Rack came. He was, I think he was a lad or some shit. And, you know, I was from Venice, suicidal and shit. So it was kind of a weird thing because I'm over there painting and this whatever. But graffiti had no boundaries, right? So it was different. And then Coos, Nathan Oda Coos, right? All of a sudden is like, knows Nathan, rival. Okay. And then all of a sudden they know Marcel. And I'm like, well, Cell? I go, Slash from right, Uni right, High? Right, 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 right. They go, yeah. I go, Beer Nuts. Yeah, but this is before I don't, I don't know what Beer Nuts is. So Slash did a piece of Uni High, and I was like, he was this dude that I just idolized. I was like, that shit's so cool, but I never knew who he was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now these dudes I meet in the middle of nowhere in LA come full circle. And Slash Marcel is going to school right next to me, introduces me. We become friends. I put them in the crew. I put Sal in the crew. We started West Coast Stars. Now, this fast forward. Early. This is early on, 83, bro. 83, bro. 83, 84, right. 85. So fast forward. Now we're like 87, 89, whatever, maybe. Uh, and I'm in college at, in San Pedro at Marymount Palos Verdes, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm driving around San Pedro, and I see fucking cartoon shit. Mm-hmm. It says Flame. I'm like, right. yo, right. This shit's bomb. Before it was cartoon. Yeah, I was yeah. like, this is bomb. So I find him. Yeah, you know, graffiti artists. We could sniff someone out. So yeah. I find him. I'm like, yo, that's your shit. He's like, yeah, it was my shit. And he's blown away with my shit. I'm blown away his shit. We start hanging out, start bombing, take him to L.A. I'm like, you, you gotta get in the crew. But I'm like, you can't write flame, bro. Like that means gay. <laughs> Right, and then I mean, that's uh, the uh, first uh, thing I thought. But I mean, th- th- this this is back then where, and he was smoking a lot of weed too. Smoking a lot of weed. Listen, yeah. I'm not saying it, and you're not saying it in yeah. a pejorative way. Yeah. It's just that's I don't what, care that's, what say your boy, your fucking yeah. right. You know, yeah. I'm yeah. fucking telling you. Yeah. I know. So, it, I don't give a fuck what you said. I I'm just telling said. you. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. So anyway, he's like, well, they call me Tunes from the Hood because I whatever. So he yeah. started writing Mister Cartoon, a cartoon, right? And yeah. then it, Tunes, and then. Mr. Cartoon There you go But that's how it happened So we hung out like tough And we became roommates And like he taught me Like 
he opened my eyes to so much shit, bro, because like he introduced me to low riding. Right. And a whole nother fucking world, bro. Right. And uh we were inseparable and that that so basically me and Cartoon were like West Coast artists for a while. Yeah. It was just like us two, whatever, whatever. We just kinda of, that that's all You guys were roommates? Yeah, we were roommates, uh in third rail downtown, uh the wild days. Uh <laughs> remember you were you were even you guys were even doing a little store in line together, Crazy Life stuff. Yeah, we did Crazy Life, which was before Joker, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we opened a store down there, and we, you know, just so many wild times, you know. Um, you know, another thing that I saw in one of your interviews that I want to ask about uh, is, so you designed the set for Michael Jackson. Yeah. What? Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. 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 Thriller, and, thriller, and it, motherfucker. No, thriller. <laughs> no, it wasn't no thriller. It was, it was. Uh, it's the one of the, the way you make he, me feel. Yeah, where he's, he's stalking that chick. Yeah. yeah, right. Where he's stalking that chick in the dark alleys and things. <laughs> and it, and and you designed like what I remember is you yeah. said that you designed like three different versions. Yeah. Right. Like New York, West Coast, and yeah. then in between. Yeah. And then Michael came in and said, "I'll take them all." Yeah, yeah. Dude, he had <laughs> Michael Jackson money, right? So he's like, right. He's like, I don't know what I want. Just do three. Different sets. I was, cool, I did them. Yeah, and he said I'll take them all, and that was good. But after the ten, I was such a knucklehead back then. Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think about like money. I was, was like, he like watching you while you were painting and stuff like that, bro? So you have to understand. This is when I, I lived in a loft that you were at when I yeah. got in that fight. So yeah. I didn't have TV or radio and shit. So I didn't know the Michael Jackson transformation where it became white and all that shit. I didn't yeah. know about that shit, right? Right, right, like, right. I just remember it was A, B, C, one, two, three. Right, right, right. right, right, right. Little black kid, right? Right, with a bell so, pepper nose. Yeah. So dude, dude taps my shoulder. He goes, "Oh, you're responsible for those art." I'm like, "Who the fuck is that weirdo?" I'm like, yeah. yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Michael Jackson. And, yeah. and everyone's like, "Oh my God, you're the chosen one." I'm like, "What the fuck?" The are you chosen talking about? one because he touched you. Oh. And they go, he touched you. And I'm like, he touched you. oh, he made Colin McCalkin's career. And he, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, and yeah. I'm like, they go, "How much money do you want?" I'm like, uh, "Money is not a big deal, but I need a big paint allowance, right?" Right. I'm so dumb. Yeah, so I got yeah. like thirty grand worth of paint, right? So I, 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 I depleted every paint store in LA of the Krylon the good colors right mm-hmm. I'm getting truckloads of paint every day <laughs> truckloads right and I'm thinking I'm getting over and they're probably laughing like this dumb motherfucker like <laughs> so I finally get to crown paint it's the last of the paint and uh, the, all they have left is um, leather brown school bus yellow and baby blue right yeah. so to this day I hate those colors right because it's right. like this, the, the whatever it represents such a fucking bad time for me so all the pieces you saw when I broke up my chicks and said fuck you and all these ugly pieces yeah. were always leather brown yeah light blue and uh, school bus yellow and uh, I, I sold paint so I had this apartment in the valley and I fucking stacked the hallways with cases <laughs> of paint so you had to walk through like in a warehouse <laughs> and I thought I was getting over man like, it was, uh, you thought the, you won I thought I won right and uh Meanwhile, yeah. you could have told Michael Jackson, like, look, motherfucker, grand, I yeah. need 250 right, grand right, 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 right now. And he yeah. would have laughed and pulled it out of his sock. Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> Bro, you're the set a kid. was so amazing because they had real uh, gang members as dancers, right? What? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, some of those dudes were real gang members and they're real dancers, like from LA. Right. But he didn't want them to fight, right? This is a time of colors, like Bloods and Crips and right. shit. Right. So he, he, he built a, a basketball court. And he'd have people play basketball in between the, the scenes to get out their aggression, right? Mm. He also had a chef there that could cook anything you fucking wanted from lobster to steak to anything you fucking want. It was just amazing, bro. Whatever. And then, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. So when they, so is it like on a sound stage? It's in San Pedro on a secret sound stage. It's in a warehouse. Right. And it's fucking, (laughs) he's like at four o'clock, I'd like some paella. Yeah. Well, you, and you could have, right? Yeah. 
And oh. every, you know, we're all a bunch of kids. You know, I'm the same as the gangers, right? We're just a bunch of young kids, right? Right. So we're like, I want a steak. I want lobster. And we just that's our go to steak yeah, and lobster. Yeah, yeah, of right. course. You know, and serve, over and over and over yeah. and over. And the chef's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then would so but does does Michael actually hang out with you guys a little bit? Like he's like, hey guys, you guys who wants to play horse? No, well he so Or does he, he just stand back and watch through a window no, and jack comes, off and watch you guys? Yeah, he comes, fuck. he comes he's and like, goes, right? Whatever. Yeah. whatever. <laughs> No, that was you. He so was you, with a lot of little kids in the other uh, part of the house. Right? Uh, let's, but, get but the, let's get the So he comes, he comes and goes, whatever, whatever. But like, um, so he comes and they go clear the set, right? No one could be there. So I hit up in the rafters, right? And I'm watching him, and I'm, 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 I'm immature, bro. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. When you're hiding up in the rafters, yeah. right? Like, are you just like hanging onto a rafter? Or like, you're laying on your stomach? <laughs> I don't and know. Like, I'm, 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 I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sitting there, but I'm sitting there watching, and he's like, Woo! jumping around on the cars and shit, doing his dance. So what I, what I didn't realize was he was choreographing this whole fucking video right there. He was sketching. Yeah, there was no like fucking set thing. He had to walk through there and decide what he's gonna do. So he's like jumping on this car, yeah. jumping on this yeah. sidewalk, and. I'm immature, so I'm giggling, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like looking up. He's like, who is that? I'm like, who's laughing at me? Tito? Yeah. Tito, is that you? But but looking back, man, I saw something beautiful. I saw I saw a, like a, a legendary fucking act that no one's ever seen before, and it was fucking awesome. But I was just too immature to get it, you know, I just whatever. And yeah, he, you know, I gotta say, like, he, Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, but like, I feel kind of sad for him, man, because he was like in a bubble, like no one could talk to him, and like, you know, he walked, did his thing, and everyone's like clear the path and he's like except the dancers he did interact with the dancers a lot right because they had a lot in common yeah. I'm sure but okay and obviously he had to tell them what, the <laughs> what does that mean well it <laughs> means that uh, if you want to really know what I meant by that it yeah. means that if you watch Michael Jackson's moves and you look at some of the old jazz guys and there's a great YouTube video where they compare him and somebody else um, I can't think of his name Fosse if they compare him with Fosse, you can see where Michael got a lot of his concepts for his later moves. You actually see that. So you understand that Michael Jackson is studying dance. Like, he's not just good at what he does, but he's studying it and he's seeing what's out there. So when I say that he's got a lot in common with the dancers, there is a language that they all understand and speak. And a lot of those dancers, I guarantee you, they knew that he was translating and or adding to what Bob Fosse had done in this movie and you can also see that while Michael didn't originate in certain sense, a lot of those moves, like with the hat and the fucking knees together and the fucking touching his dick and pointing that shit, like all that, he didn't necessarily invent that. You can see where he was able to... Make it his own. Crisp it. Yeah, he was super crisp. So that's what I remember. I, I mean, I, as far as him being a pervert, I'm pretty convinced he was. I'm not saying he wasn't, but I'm also interested in the aspect that you know, um, what Risk saw was something that, like, he said just exactly what he said. Very few people Piece actually. Of history. I yeah. mean, it would be Kind of like us coming up here to the fucking compound today. We, we're like, what we're getting to see, he got to see that. Right. Get that? Right. Get that, Sean? Absolutely. Get that. So, so, let me ask you this. Did, did Michael fart? Did he break wind when he was running through all that shit? Like, nah, did man, you see was... any human aspects of him when he was dealing it? Like, did he jump up on a car and he was like, no, 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 no. I should come from over here. Like, did you see? <laughs> like, did he, what, what did you nah, see? But you know what? Uh, Joe Pickett, he directed, right? Joe Pickett, he's done, he's done a bunch of shit. Uh, but uh, I, I remember, like, that dude blew me away because he was a director and he's a fucking beast. He was just like, whatever. So they had all these cars that they bought and they rented, right? And yeah. they had this car. And it was like it was like a fucking shitty car. It was like a, I don't know, a lame year car, it's just like a grandma car, but it was clean as fuck, right? 
And he goes, Michael wants to jump on this car. And they go, well, he can't jump on that one because we don't own it. And he goes, he grabbed the sledgehammer, walked out, no. beat the shit. He goes, we own it now. And I was like, what? That's go, the best. I want to be him. That's the best fucking thing I've yeah. ever heard. He goes, we own it now. I'm like, oh, so that blew me away. Mm. And, you know, Michael Jackson, he was like in a bubble. So I didn't get to see all that stuff. But there's so many things about that set that blew me away. Like I, I saw Hollywood in a different uh, light because I did, let's say I did Playboy, Budweiser, MTV. I did everything, right? But I come in at the end and just kind of paint and leave, right? Yeah. I, I got to see them build this thing. And like, there's a view of this one pool hall. You can see it in the video, right? It yeah. looks great. Yeah. The thing's only this deep, bro, from the wall to here. And the pool table is built at an angle and a curve. For shortening. So it looks like it's a fucking pool hall, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. Bugs Bunny money. Right. I was like, right. I got to get in this kind of world, you know, right. where I can just make my shit. And that, you know, fast forward, like we talked about this earlier, Lucky, with me putting neon on my shit. Like, you know, that's Bugs Bunny. Like, that, to yeah. me, that was like, oh, I don't have to just fucking use spray paint. I could use lights, water, whatever, you know? Right, right, right. You're not, you're not limited. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another thing I wanted to ask you about is what was your experience with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? That's got to be one of my top like twenty films of all time. You know that was a that was a slick thing. Me and Slick were partners, uh, friends, and it was kind of his gig. And I can't, came in because like uh, I think we we're all getting really high at the time. You know, I think Slick was getting high. I was getting high, and uh, <laughs> of course, I was like kind of like the go to to help Slick out in a tough jam. So I remember painting some guitars and some shit, and we hung out with those guys. That's crazy girls. You know, we hang out with those guys. And it was really cool, but uh, yeah, it was. That's all a blur, you know. I love it. That's <laughs> yeah. like one of my favorite. That's like one of my favorite movies. And then, like, so I'm reading about uh, Risk, and then all of a sudden, I read. I read that. Um, so you talk to obviously talk to a ton of artists and stuff, but this gentleman named Ed Moses, yes. who's a great artist, he challenged you to start putting things that you're afraid of in your art. Yeah, he taught me about some Buddhist things, you know, and he was like. I said, uh, I like the canal club you did. I love the the uh, crabs. He's like, they're spiders, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, I'm Buddhist, and I'm definitely afraid of spiders. So I embraced them, and now I love them. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get too deep. But, like, he taught me about this shit. And, like, it, it, I have a lot of Buddhist things I'm into. And I like yin and yang and, and positive and negative and all these things. And uh, we were working on his last mural, and I was so blessed and honored. And I think this is probably one of my biggest... Uh, honors i think is he picked me to do his last mural right and yeah. i was going to paint one of his murals for him you know he was he's was, he's was really old and time and he couldn't get around but he, he wanted a like-minded individual that got him to do it right and we're right. working on it together he passed away so we didn't get to do it but we're still going to do it so it's funny you say that because said moses his son was just here last week wasn't he yeah and uh said's a friend of mine and we're doing uh said owns a ton of bars like 20 something bars or something around l.a and uh, we're doing a, one of Ed's paintings in the bar next week, so it's gonna be cool. I love it. Yeah. Wow. What? What? Um. So, who is Ed Moses for people who aren't don't know the art world that well, or some of our younger listeners and stuff? Just tell them a little bit about who Ed Moses was. So, Ed Moses to me is, uh, you know, he's a contemporary artist from Los Angeles. He is the cool school. He is Ferris Gallery. It was a, a gallery that was here in the 60s in Los Angeles on La Cienega Boulevard. And people don't know about my art. All I'm doing is continuing dialogue that they started with Keyholtz and all my sculptures with the found objects and stuff like that. And and you guys have to understand uh, what goes around comes around. So, you know, uh, this is going to piss people off. But, like, I think Los Angeles graffiti arts have been the best for years, right? Better than anywhere, right? 
and I pay homage to New York. I'm influenced by New York. My style is New York, right? Right. But if you look at the Ferris Gallery, uh, Andy Warhol, the, the Campbell Soup Can Show, yeah. was here at the Ferris Gallery. So the most famous, iconic fucking piece of art ever was here. So right. our crew, my crew, uh, I'm part of Seven Letter. We have this known gallery, and that was legendary for a minute. And you have people like, uh, great people from New York come to do their debut shows here. How and Oz, like all these great people come here right and these dudes from the ferris gallery were beatniks from venice beach we were punk rockers from venice beach and they were uh you know womanizers drug addicts whatever you want to call them whatever they had a, a sordid past blah blah sure. blah but they set the foundation billy al bankston um fucking uh, dennis hopper all these dudes set the foundation for contemporary art right yeah and they didn't get their due and now we are la is finally back right. in a holding point on contemporary art in in the art world and um yeah so that's all part of that so the ferris gallery ed moses was one of the 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 leading dudes in it um they were just fucking trailblazers and when i used uh stuff in my artwork like uh surf and car culture the resins from the surfboards and uh, fine fetish stuff which is invented here because in the valley we had all the rocketdyne all the the NASA shit. Like right. We, we started experimenting with like high glosses and sheens like Casper that. Casper Brindle. Yeah, Casper Brindle, good friend of ours, went to yeah. school with him. He was on the show. Was he? Great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Love Casper. Give um, a big shout out. Casper, what he up, was, Cap? Yeah, he loves, Casper. He, he actually particularly loves all the shows we do with yeah. like hoes or like hot yeah. Playboy chicks or whatever <laughs> like that. He's always like, that was the best one. Hey, Cappy's the man. I, yeah. I, I, got, I got some Casper stories. But anyway. Um, <laughs> um, Volume so, two. Yeah, so the Ferris Gallery, man, I'm continuing that dialogue. And it's funny you say that because Casper is continuing that dialogue, right? Right. And uh, that's what it's all about. And, uh, yeah, so Ed Moses, he's, uh, to me... He said the same thing. Yeah. That's exactly what, if you remember what Casper said. Good. He said, I didn't invent this. This was started by a whole other set of people. Yeah. Right. I'm just continuing. Continue. 100%. As an artist, he said that, bro. As an artist, we have to continue dialogue. Mm-hmm. It's really important, right? No one invents anything. Like, I, I did these these things that uh, Ellsworth Kelly, a uh, big uh, influence of mine, now, but I didn't know at the time. I was like, dude, when did I do that painting? And they're like, that's not your, that's Elzer's Kelly. He did it in 1962. I'm like, oh, shit. And I was like, oh, someone else did it. Everyone's always done something, right? It's our job to continue the dialogue. And, you know, I did a show. Ellsworth Kelly uh, curated the show, uh, me and Matisse, right, at the Long Beach Museum. Another fucking great attribute in my life. I've been so blessed to be able to work with people that influenced me. And, um, yeah, it's about continuing dialogue. Let me ask you this. If it is about continuing dialogue, then taking a snapshot of the dialogue where it's at now. You've seen a lot of different contemporary artists, some known, some unknown, some up and coming, some never will be. Who Mm -hmm. knows, right? What does it say about who we are in this society now based on what you're seeing? Uh, Well, okay, the social media. Go ahead. Talk about social media. Do it. So uh, people are down on social media but I think it's fucking awesome because I'm with you it, it, it raised the playing field like the survival of the fittest that we've always been graffiti artists and that survival of the fittest right and competitive motherfuckers but now with social media you know when I had pen pals uh, Barry McGee in Frisco or, or, or Remy Ruff in London and it took us a month to see each other's work right right and uh, we had to do all this stuff but now kids could just fucking click on something and see something amazing right so now it's the first time in my life that i've been able to look at graffiti i'm like i can't do that so my whole life i could look at anyone's graffiti and i can do it but it doesn't mean that doesn't mean shit because it's not mine right it's their style right but for the first time i'm humbled to be like oh i can't do that like like i look i'm like 
he fucking froze the can. He heated the can. He did this. I know what he's doing, how he's doing it. But I'm like, wow. So I think it's a great thing. So, so, so Sean, do you see that? Hold on. I know the question. I got the same question. You seen that, Sean? I've been telling Sean. I go, Sean, why aren't you on the Instagram? You see what all our fans are saying. Yeah. He's like, oh, there's too many pieces. I'm like, you know, you sound super old right now, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, bro. Look at yeah. we got a world class artist who says social media is great. I'm with you too. I yeah. hate it when people say that. When people are like. Uh, it's too much. It's social media. I'm like, you know what? They had social media before social media. It was called polite society, and there was a lot of bullshit during that as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you pick and choose what you want to look at, right? Exactly. You know. So you were saying something about heating and cooling the cans. What does that mean? Yeah, what does that you do? You said that, Sean's. Yeah, I was like, like what? He started getting all yeah, crazy. Yeah, he got, he got excited. So what does that do, or how, what technique is that? Well, a lot of people, uh, you know, they they freeze their cans and. It, the, the pressure comes out different, right? And a lot of people hmm. heat their cans. It's, it's all about pressure, right? So it's just right. like how you work or your cans. And I can't really explain it. I could point to stuff later. And I'll show you guys how certain people do stuff, you know? I don't know if a lot of people want me to talk about what they do and how they do it, but yeah. Right, right, right. Know. So, but I'm okay. So, based on my basic understanding of science, freezing a can or making it cold would reduce pressure because you're condensing the gas inside. If you heat it up, it will push it out. So you're going to get a different explosion yeah. out of the nozzle. A smooth right? versus a splatter, you know? Right. And uh, Okay. So I that, wanna, You know what I want to know about? On, on, on uh, splatter? <laughs> on the topic of splatter, <laughs> give me a... You can give us, uh, give, us, uh, give us a couple of your best Bolly B stories. Give oh, me a man. Good Come on. Story, There's so many good polybees. I know there is, brother. We're, we're actually thinking of making a podcast. Uh, you need to. Yeah, for Polly yeah, B, it's but all it, about he's, Yeah, it's the Polly Hey, this B is channel. super inappropriate right now, but as we talk, uh, you know, my, my girl and I have 14 years are, are splitting up, and she's packing up and moving on and watching her load box right now. Get the but fuck out. Well, while we're doing the show, he's watching. Uh, but, but listen, listen. I keep thinking about Polly B. So we broke up one night, <laughs> oh, and Polly B comes in and goes, Hey, uh, check it out, Marisa. Uh, listen, I know this is hard, awkward, uh, but can I just help you? Can I help you pack up and let's speed this along? Because I, I need Risky to come out with me tonight. Like, oh no way! And he just had that smile, like and she's just like you cocksucker. And he's just like, hey, uh, sorry, but uh, yeah, let me help yeah, you yeah. pack up. Let's move this along. Hey, listen, I know this is a difficult time, but but I just um, I just greased the exit door, and I've already put some stuff in boxes. Can I help you carry it to the car? Cause uh, Risk and I are about to fucking blow up the town tonight. <laughs> In about 15 minutes. I just got, yeah. I just stopped at the 7-Eleven and got a bunch of weird boner pills, and we are going to fucking go out tonight. <laughs> What's up, Hardluck fam? Join us next episode as we continue our conversation with Risk, and he follows up with, hands down, the most epic Polly B story we've heard yet. We also cover everything from Chuck Liddell, Bob Ross, Mike Tyson, Why Lucky Hates Mint Green, and risk thoughts on if an artist actually needs enemies. So be sure to tune back in for the follow-up conversation. And until then, adios from the Hard Buck Show.